Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Because you made him your refuge, this is what's going to happen. This is the effect of that cause. And let's look at it. It says in verse number 10, there shall no evil, not one, there shall no evil befall thee. Now, again, you can count up the evils, whether it's virus, deadly disease, whether it's random shootings, whatever it is, deadly hornets, whatever it is. He said, no evil. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here is today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another Bible study adventure right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We've been having a great, great, great time uh, speaking from the subject of God protect us. We're in that series and we've been in Psalm 91. If there's ever a time that we need a protection, it's right now. So this is actually part number seven. So I want to welcome everybody, whether you're joining us by way of Roku, uh, that is our Roku channel there, or YouTube, or podcasts, or radio stations, or television, however you're watching or listening, we welcome you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, for all of us uh, longtime viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for coming back with us. We really appreciate you. And all of you first timers, make sure you subscribe and uh, give us a thumbs up and leave a comment if you would like. We will be so glad to hear from you. Everybody can go to our website at kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's message and the entire series and so much more. So check it out today. All right, let's get back into Psalm 91. Today, we are going to try to tackle four verses. And, you know, well, we'll see what, we'll see what happens, right? But as we've been doing, let's go ahead and read the entire Psalm 91 and then just go back up and, and start again. All right, here we go. Psalm 91, verse number 1 uh, through 16. It reads like this out of the King James Version. It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and dragon shalt thou trample under feet. 
Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he have known my name, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, I just love that. You know, there's, there's so much life in God's word. And when we read it and declare it, and especially when we say it openly, we say it aloud, we cultivate an atmosphere of heaven all around us. And right now we're under the anointing of this Psalm 91 word that Father has given to us in these desperate, dangerous times. He promises to protect us. And this is one of the ways, or these, should I say, these verses are one of the ways that, that he's going to do it. And, and it's just awesome. We can declare his word over our lives. So we're going to declare that. And one way that uh, makes our declarations, our decrees even more powerful is when we understand what we are saying. <laughs> Glory to God. When we understand the word of God and when we declare his word, I'm telling you, there's a certain amount of power that goes forth when you understand the word and you declare his word. When you say what he says, life comes forth. And that's one thing we've been talking about on Sunday mornings. If you get a chance, uh, find, uh, find the series entitled The God Life. We've been talking about declaring the word, declaring the word of God. So make sure you get a part of uh, become a part of that series and get under that anointing. It's going to really bless you. All right, today we're going to look at verses 8 through 12, or should I say, we're going to attempt to look through 8, uh, go through 8, uh, 19, 11, and 12, and really just get into it because it is so, so very powerful. This is another sobering, quite sobering message here uh, that, uh, that's in Psalm 91. So let me just read that one more time. Verse 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And so here's how it reads. It says here, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. That is just pure awesome. I mean, it's just wonderful. All right. So to get into this, um, this is exciting. To get into this, let's go back up now uh, to verse number, really, nine. We're going to come back and get verse number eight. Verse eight is so powerful in itself as it talks about the reward of the wicked. We're going to get back to that because that may be, uh, a lesson all by itself. I mean, there's a powerful word. So we're going to try to go through 9, 11, 19, 11, and 12, and then go back and pick up verse 8, okay? If we don't, start, if we don't um, finish verse 8, we'll pick it up on next time. So let's go look at verse number 9. Verse 9 says, uh, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. So verse 9 starts with because. It's a cause and effect uh, sort of word because cause and effect. And it's it's one. And this is one of the because because is in Psalm 91. 
causes and effects. Because you have done this, that will happen. I'm not sure if you've ever seen one of those. I'm not sure what do you call it? The little, you know, it, it has the, the little balls. Yeah, just like that. And, and, and it has a string on the ball and you, and you swing it one way and it hits the other little uh, silver ball and it brings it back and it hits and it, and it, and it goes back and forth just like that. Yeah. So this is sort of that sort of thing, you know, because you've done this, that will happen. We'll see something like a, a cause and effect or a sowing and reaping because you set this in motion. That's going to happen. So verse nine talks about that relationship because you have done this. That's going to happen, which means if you have not done this, that is not going to happen. You got me. So it's a causative thing because you have because thou hast made the Lord. Now, the word made there means to appoint. Now, this is so powerful because you have appointed the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Let's stop there for a second. Now, remember, we are living in some dangerous times. And Psalm 91 talks about plagues. That is uh, deadly diseases. We talked about uh, violence. Uh, we talked about, you know, the arrows that are flying by day and terrors by night and destruction. There's a lot of bad things happening here in Psalm 91, just like there is today. So the Lord said here, because you have made the Lord, you have the word made means to appoint because you have appointed the Lord to be your habitation. Habitation means your dwelling place and it also means your refuge. In other words, you've, you've chosen to run into God to be your place of safety. You've appointed God to be your place of safety. Now, this is powerful. This is powerful. So let's take for a moment, and I know we're in our vault, but let's go ahead and change the scene and really just get into this, all right? Let's do this for a moment. So because bad things are happening, now what do, what do people do? Yeah, what do people do? Let's say a nuclear bomb is about to hit or uh, some type of terrible, some type of terrible, destructive thing is going to happen in the earth. Well, you've got to find somewhere to run to. Well, let's say if a tornado happened or a hurricane or something, you've got to find a safe place to run to. Where are you going to run? Where are you going to go? You've got to find a safe place. Well, some people would go... Uh, to a bunker. Let's go ahead and change the scene a bit. Yeah, here we are in our bunker. And, you know, there we are. We're here outside of the bunker now. So when things go bad, hey, we can run in and be shielded by all this, all the concrete that you see here. It's in a deserted place, so nobody knows. So you can run on down in your bunker and be, and be safe. Let's go down in the bunker for a second. As a matter of fact, let me take a picture with my phone. I want to show it to you, and I'll put it up on the screen for you of what the inside of the bunker looks like. So hold on a second. Yeah. All right, so here's the picture. All right, so yeah, yeah, see, it doesn't really look like much. As you look down in it, it looks kind of, of course, it looks dark and dirty. Really need to clean it up, right? But uh, you see the steps as it goes on down. And let's, as a matter of fact, let's go down. Uh, let's go down in the bunker. And there's a short hallway we, have to, hallway we have to travel through. And then we'll get to 
um, my shielded place. Okay, let's do that. So as we now it's going to be a brief flash of light because I have a lot of safeguards in place. All right, so here we go. All right, there's the first flash and here we go. We're walking down the hallway uh, to the bunker. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at you. I know where we're going. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to fall. And uh, so we're, we're going down. So we're headed now into the safe place and we're going way down the hallway to that place of safety. Well, again, a bunker is where you want to go uh, if you, if some traumatic thing is happening and you want to get away from the danger, you want to escape from the danger. So where is your safe place? Where is your safe place? All right, here comes another flash. Ready? Here we go. All right, here we are. Hey, I know, fancy smancy, right? Yeah, nice. I just have to move some furniture in and, and put some other things in. But hey, here's the bunker. All right, so from here, we'll go ahead and talk about the safe place. So in times of danger, in times of calamity, when bad things are about to happen, where are you going to run? It's all on the news. It's, it's everywhere. People are dying left and right. Very unfortunate. And bad things are happening. And the way the media has it, it seems like it's going to happen to you at any moment. Where are you going to run? Where is your safe place? Where have you appointed a safe place for you and your family? Where is that spot? Well, for many, again, they'll take refuge inside of a hole. And for some, they'll take refuge inside of money. Or maybe even in a physical bunker like this. But there are promises in the word of God that the Lord says, hey, choose me as your safe place. Choose me as your refuge. Choose me as a place where you run to. We say, how do I do that? Well, one way you're going to do that is using the Lord's word. You're going to declare his word, make his word your safe place. You're going to say his word. You're going to put your faith in what he said, your faith and trust in what he said. And in doing that, you find safety and you find rest not necessarily in a physical building like this, but finding rest in Christ, finding rest in him, believing in what he said and declaring, speaking it out, speaking out what he said. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Because remember, faith is not silent. Faith always speaks. Faith has a voice. And if you're believing in the Lord to protect you, well, then you've got to have his word on your mouth. So you would say, uh, even quoting one of these verses in Psalm 91, you know that we will get to it. No evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling or even enter in the place where I live. I declare God's word over me and over my family and over everything that pertains to me. I declare that we are covered, we're sealed, we're protected by our loving father. Hallelujah. All right. So we're going to go further in that. So look again at verse number nine. It says, because thou hast made the Lord, you have appointed the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Here again, habitation means your dwelling place or your place of refuge. You have appointed, yes, in time of calamity, yes, in time of stress, yes, I will appoint the Lord. Now, this is something that you have to do before calamity strikes, 
right? They tell you that when um, tornado season comes up, you have to appoint a place for your family to run to in, in case of something. Or if fire happens, where are you going to run to to uh, to to know that everybody's safe? Where are you going to run to? Or like I said, tornado, you're going to get in this hallway or where is it going to be? Where is a safe place? Where is a safe place? Well, the Bible says, because you have made the Lord your safe place, your habitation, your refuge, even the Most High, he said, verse, verse 10 tells you what will happen as a result of your decision. Now, let me tell you one other thing, too. The Bible says in verse number 9 again, because thou hast made the Lord. Now, this is important. The word Lord here is translated um, Yehovah. Really, we say the translation is Jehovah, which means uh, the existing one, the existing, existing one or the great I am. He is the I am Jehovah. The transliteration of this word Jehovah is actually Yahovah, Yahovah. And there's a difference between translating a word. When you're translating a word from one language to another, uh, you're going to bring about you're talking about the meaning. You're bringing one meaning to the other as best you can when you're translating. Transliteration talks about more of how the original word is pronounced or was pronounced. So when Moses heard this name as God spoke to him, Moses said, who shall I say uh, will send me? Who shall I say? He heard the name Yahovah. Yahovah. That's the transliteration of the of the name Jehovah. All right. Both are correct. But if you really want to go back and d discover how it was sound, how that word sound, then you need to get the transliteration, which has to do with with bringing that word from the other language to this language. And this is how it would sound. So transliteration for uh, yeah, uh, from Jehovah is Yahovah. So it says, and that means, of course, the existing one, the one who exists, the great I am, the everything. So because you have made Yahovah, the existing one, Yahovah, the existing one, the one who is the great I am, you, because you made him your refuge, this is what's going to happen. This is the effect of that cause. And let's look at it. It says in verse number 10, there shall no evil, not one, there shall no evil befall thee. Now, again, you can count up the evils, whether it's virus, deadly disease, whether it's random shootings, whatever it is, deadly hornets, whatever it is. He said no evil. Therefore, it says here, verse 10, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague, no matter what the name of it, any deadly disease come nigh thy dwelling or into the place where you live or be where you are. It won't happen. Here's the promise. Because you have appointed the Lord, you said, Lord, you are my bunker. You are my safe place. I will hide in you. You are my refuge. You are my habitation. And because you set him, because you appoint him, because you have made that decision, God said, no evil shall befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling or enter into your place, uh, enter, enter into the place where you live. Isn't that exciting? He says also in verse number 11, this is, this is probably how it's going to happen. 
Verse 11 says, for he shall give his angels. Look at that S. There's an S there. He shall give his angels, meaning more than one, right? He shall give his angels charge over thee. The word charge means command. He shall command his angels concerning you. I love that. He shall command his angels concerning you. And it says to keep thee in all thy ways. We're going to get that out of the Amplified Bible too. It said, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, I want you to see this. Let's go in and um, look at this in the Amplified Bible. So, but before we do that, in a nutshell, what the Bible's talking about is in, in an extreme time of danger, you have appointed God as your bunker, as your safe place, or I love this, as your panic room. You know, some people have those places in their houses it's a secret room if something if somebody were to break in or if there's you know some type of home invasion something happens they could get in this panic room or this safe room and lock themselves away until help comes God said make me that place for you in other words he wants to be your safe place but you have to declare that, Lord, you are my habitation. Let's do that right now. Father, we declare that you are our habitation, that you are our refuge. We make that decision today that we will run to you in time of danger. We will run to you. We appoint that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to the Lamb. You got me? He says the result of that, he's going to give his angels charge over you. He's going to give them command. Now, listen to verse 11 and 12 of the Amplified Bible. And it goes like this. For he will command his angels in regard to you to protect and defend and guard you in all your ways, in all your ways of obedience and service. Got me? All right. Verse 12 says, they will lift you up in their hands so that you do not even strike your foot against a stone. That is, they'll have so much charge over you. They're protecting you. They're guarding you. They're watching over you that even in the least thing, the smallest thing, they'll be able to, to handle that too. Not just the greatest things, but also the smallest thing. They'll take special care of you. Now, there's also several more meanings in this talking about the stone that we'll have to get into next time because angels, the word angel is also a messenger and angels again will defend, they will protect, they will guard. But the word angel in itself means messenger. That means a messenger always brings a message, always brings a word. So there are some that will guard you with flaming swords, and there are some that will come and whisper to you the words of Father that will prevent you from falling away. Got me? So it's, it's just extremely powerful. But we're doing pretty good. To, doing pretty good. Now, let's talk briefly about the power of angels. You got to do that because when you understand uh, at least some of the power of an angel, you'll have a little bit more confidence in who God has charged uh, uh, over your life, who he has commanded. The word charge yeah, also means to command, who he has commanded to protect you, to guard you, and to keep you. All right, who are these angels? Well, in 2 Kings, the 19th chapter, verse 35, let's look at this. 
This tells you the power of one angel here. Uh, the people of God were besieged by an, by the enemy army, by the Assyrians. And this is what happened. They didn't know what to do, but God prophesied or he sent a prophet to the people of Israel and telling them, hey, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to keep you. Don't worry about this. And so let's look at this. You can read the entire thing when you uh, in your own leisure time. But let's look at just one verse here. Second Kings, uh, the 19th chapter, verse 35. And this is how it reads. It says that night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death a hundred and eighty five thousand of the Syrian. And we start again. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death a hundred and eighty five thousand in the Syrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all dead bodies. Isn't that amazing? One night, one angel destroyed, annihilated 185,000 uh, soldiers in one night. One angel, 185,000. Now, why is that important? Because that tells you again the strength of one. Remember, God said he would give his angels S. More than one charge over you. One can destroy, annihilate 185,000. Now that also talks about really the power of Christ. And I really love Jesus because when they were coming to, on the night of uh, the night that Jesus was, was taken and he was about to go through the crucifixion process. Remember, the soldiers came to him and they were going to take him. But Peter whipped out his sword and cut off one of the one of the uh, high priest soldiers ears. And Jesus said, hey, put your sword away. Let's look at that for a second. Let's look at Matthew 26, verse verse 53, Matthew 26, verse 53. And it says this. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father and he will presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. Jesus said, Peter, put your sword away. Don't you know I can call down 12 legions of angels? Now, a legion, uh, as it was listed there in the Roman army at that time in Bible times, a legion could have been between 3,000 to 6,000 soldiers, 3,000 to 6,000. All right, so Jesus said, I can call down 12 legions. So on the lowest end, if we multiply 3,000 times 12, we're talking about 36,000. High end, we're talking about 72,000. So let's stay on the low end for a second. Jesus said, Peter, don't you know that I can call down 36,000 angels? to protect me, to protect us, if I wanted to. 36,000. Now, if one angel had the power to annihilate 185, what would 36,000 angels do? Well, if we just multiply this, now this is cool. If you multiply that, 36,000, okay, times, that's the number of the, on the low side, of the number of angels that the Lord said he could call, uh, that's on the low side. So if we multiply 36,000 times 185,000, 
This is, the, this is the shocking number that you'll come up with. Yes, can you see it? Six billion, 660 million angels. Six billion, 660 million angels. Now, why does that number, why is that number strange? Somebody sees it, six, six, six. So Jesus was saying, Peter, put up your sword. Don't you know I can call down and destroy the entire population of earth in less than a night. I can annihilate the entire human race. Peter, you worrying about this one man. I can snap my finger. I can call upon my father and destroy everyone at one time. The annihilation of the human race, 666. But that was not God's will to destroy all of man. It wasn't his will. So Jesus said, put your sword away. I've got to go through this. That's something, isn't it? You can't make this stuff up. So there's a number 666. Jesus said, I can do it. I can call for the entire annihilation, annihilation of the entire human race. But that's not the father's will. Let's go. Take me to the cross. I've got to pay the price for my children. Isn't that awesome? So the Lord, look, I'm telling you, just look at how the Lord is so cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's so cool. All right. We could go into verse number eight, but I think we're going to save that for the next time. All right. We'll, we'll peek into it. Let's peek into verse number eight because there's so much here. Verse eight says, now we just, we just went through, uh, let's see here. We went through verses eight through 12. Yes. Uh, rather nine through 12. Now we're going to go back up to verse number eight and we'll really pick up on that next time because there's, there's a whole lot in verse number eight. And uh, so we're just going to peek. And so this will be a part of verse eight. We'll do verse eight in part eight. How about that? But we'll just do a little bit of peeking right now. Okay. Verse eight says again, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Only with your eyes. Now, this denotes some sort of distance between you and the reward of the wicked. Let's do a little bit. The word reward there talks about a recompense. It talks about, it talks about a something given. It talks about something given for labors rendered. Okay? It's, it's like a, a salary that's being paid or it's, again, it's, it's in a causative in effect sort of category, right? You did this, so you will get that. It talks about recompense. So he says, only with your eyes shall you see and behold the recompense or the reward of the wicked. So it talks about a coming judgment. And uh, yeah, it, it goes a whole lot deeper and it's going to take a whole lot longer for me to get into it than just right now. So we'll take it up on next time. But just know this, just know this because of Jesus and because of your belief and trust in him, you are not reckoned as the wicked glory to God. 
you are not accounted unto wrath. Glory to God. The Bible declares in Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we are not a part of the wicked. And we're going to see that because really that whole verse talks about the cross of Christ. I look forward to getting into that with you on the next time. My goodness, I had a ball today and I hope that you did too. So remember, here are, here are our takeaways. Remember that you have to set the Lord as your safe place. You have to appoint him, make him your safe place. Well, how do you do that? You do that by believing in what he said, declaring his word over your life, just praying and saying, Father, I want you to be my safe place. I declare that you are my safe place. You are Yehovah or Jehovah. You are my Lord, and I declare you to be my safe place. In times of danger, I will run into you. I will make you my place. And guess what happens? No evil is going to befall you. You believe that in your heart, and you confess that with your mouth, you can, you'll, you'll see it taking place in your life. You'll see his angels beginning to move throughout your life. One way that you can see it, maybe you have to go to work one day and something wrong with the car. Brand new car won't start. My goodness, what's happening? Maybe there's an angel with his hand on the hood holding you up for about five minutes because something else is happening down the road. Maybe the Lord will send a message to you, don't go into work that day. You know, there are a, a whole myriad of ways that his charged angels or his command angels can take care of you and they will keep you safe in dangerous times. So make the Lord your safe place. You'll be glad that you did. All right. If you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then today is the great day for you to do that. There's no magical prayer, no special formula. You just have to believe. The Bible declares in Romans, the 10th chapter, verse number nine, it says that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's about believing. It's about turning from our wicked ways, turning from our sinful ways, and turning unto him. That's called repentance. So let's make that confession before the Lord right now. So if you would just pray this simple prayer with me, and if you believe this with your heart, I believe the Father will, will hear you. No matter where you've been in your past or what you've done, the Father will hear you, and today salvation will come. So let's pray this prayer with me. Just pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you, a sinner in need of a Savior. I ask that Jesus be the Lord of my life. I turn from my wicked ways, and I turn to you. And I make this declaration, this confession, that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. Make me yours. And I'll serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Give me a, a completely new language, a completely new way of thinking, a completely new way of speaking. And help me to glorify you. I thank you, Father, and I praise you today. 
for receiving me as your own. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friends, if you made that confession, uh, I would say welcome to the family of God and go to our website at kingdomrock.org. Let us know. We'd be so glad to hear it. If you've rededicated your life to the Lord, welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. So go to our website at kingdomrock.org, click on the contact button and let us know and we will be definitely praying with you. All right. Don't forget to join us this Sunday morning for our continuing series entitled The God Life. I know it's really going to bless you, so we'll see you then. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.